welcome to the Champ We Are United podcast. It's the football comic podcast. Actually, the number one football comic podcast. Um, my name's Matt. I'm your host for today's show, episode 68. And I'm why? joined here. Why? I'm joined here by my two comic compadres, my two comic comrades. I'm joined, first of all, by Paul Tangent Richardson. How are you doing, Paul? Oh, excited. Really looking forward to this one. I think we've been building it up and it's finally here. So, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're talking before the show. We're very excited about this. And I'm also joined by the legend, the legend that is Goal. Hi, Goal. Well, hello there. How are you? Very good. Very well, indeed. Are you are you looking forward to this, Goal? I, I absolutely can't wait. It's uh, It's such an honour that we're going to have David Skew and Barry Tomlinson reunite for the first time since about 1897. It's such fun. I I absolutely can't wait. I'm so looking forward to this. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so, yeah, so that's... There's no running order for this show. It's literally, it's just... It's Barry and David. It's the Barry and David show. Um, Barry and yeah. David show. and that's the theme tune. Um, slightly, slightly late for the start, but it's, it's fine. Um, I will be doing social media feedback though from the last show, and then after the interview, what we'll do is we'll we'll just kind of have a quick review of it, our immediate thoughts, and then we will talk about the next episode. Next episode of the podcast, which should be in a couple of weeks' time, and do the usual addresses. Um, yeah, okay, so let's just do some feedback from the last show, which was episode let's have a look, 68, <laughs> yeah, 67. Um, and on that one, just a reminder, I did a... 67! Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering where that was for the 68, but yeah, go on, Matt, sorry. <laughs> I did a This Is Your Comic Life on Duncan Mackay. Or McKay. <laughs> Paul, you did uh, part two of Danefield's <laughs> European Cup run yeah. and Ridders started the challenge yeah. um, which is football story monthly number 10 now yeah so some feedback on the Roy the Rovers site um, yeah feedback from the guy here his, his name's I think he's Chinese his name's because it's in Chinese writing so I don't know how you pronounce your name but oh. he's, he's got a cool picture of David Bowie as his uh, as his picture, but he says always enjoy Dot's insightful comments. So <laughs> good stuff there. Uh, oh yeah, Richard Griffiths said great episode. Bar the shocking impressions, that one did make me laugh. Um, Richard, thanks for that. I uh, hopefully you have received the check I'm glad in the post. Someone made you laugh. If, if you, <laughs> Richard, if you haven't received the check, then let me know and I'll send you another. It's one. definitely thanks on its that. way, Richard. It's definitely on but, its way. But he 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 really enjoyed the show. So that's. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Richard. Um, sorry, I forgot. This is this is Melvin's Musings, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah, there's an yes. exception called Melvin's Musings yep. because we've got another fantastic review from friend of the show, Trevor Melvin. Extra, extra read all about it. Gold gives a lasting impression with fine cameo performance. Cameo. How did I forget oh, cameo? Crikey, yes. Ridders rolls back the London United challenge years to delight fans. Tangent Paul keeps Danefield United's European Cup quest on track. And Matt, the man with no nickname, raises the bar with Duncan Mackay's comic life. 
Thanks a lot, Trevor. That's brilliant. Superb. Yeah. And always look forward to your annual reviews, which you put on the uh, yeah. the Rovers 40 years after. But that site, is now an, is a, a, an official kind of subsection, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> you know, um, um, it's, uh, um, yeah, it's the, his uh, muses. Yeah, we're going to, well, Melvin's muses. And Adrian Lord, obviously another friend of the show, Shout. fabulous episodes. He was a bit concerned with Cameo making an appearance that um, was talking about raffling the cod piece. <laughs> go, go, what are, you, what are you doing with the cod piece? So I see you've got it on now. What, are there any plans to um, make some money on the back of it? or? Well, I mean, I might make some money on the front of it i don't i don't know but, <laughs> but i don't think we need to know anything about i don't think I'm, we need to know anything about money shots you know, or might, anything i, I might yeah. sing to it yeah no no don't leave don't. it <laughs> okay um richard woods obviously major friend of the show and of the forum as well um he really enjoyed the um actually we enjoyed he's talking about the previous episode I'm sure he did. He did like 67, but he's talking about 66, <laughs> um, and he really enjoyed that one. He wasn't quite sure about the Real Grand Parlor, um, Barry's uh, recollection of green, green, green and green white. And white. But, <laughs> but it's uh, been well, recorded into the ether now. Yeah. So no, that's it. It's a fact. Yeah. Are you going back to the copies? Was it ether? Okay. No, you ether Franklin. Respect the green and white. Respect, yeah, a bit of little respect. Um, yeah. and David Appley, <laughs> keep up the goal, will you? Yeah. This is fast paced, this is fast paced podcasting. This is. Um, David Applin said, um, he wanted to know where you can get hold of some uh downloads, and he said that he's, he's really enjoying the podcast as well. So, thank you, David Applin. Um, good stuff, and then going on to the I don't know if you've got, yeah, going on to X, we've got a friend of the show, Primary Industries Librarian. He said, really enjoyed the look back at Duncan Mackay. Um, he always had a soft spot for Big Dunk. He's, he said, tangents continue in Danefield saga got him wondering who was harder, Johnny Dexter or Duncan Mackay? Oh, what do you oh. think, guys? What do you think? Interesting one. I think, you know, the size, the size of the hard man. You know, he's going to probably, you know, you know, he's going to dunk big dunk, isn't he? <laughs> I'm just going to say on that, I think he's a very difficult one. Um, but obviously, Johnny did join Melchester late on in the years. And I think he was still had the tag of the hard man. So I think even mm. big dunk played second fiddle to the hard man there in the Melchester Rovers side. But I think they were brilliant allies and nobody would have wanted to come up against those two. Good, good answers. I mean, Johnny Dexter, ready. ready. Very good, um, Barry Thompson. Because I copied Barry into the reply, and he said, "I have to say, it's a draw." He said that yeah. both players were equally good. Yeah. Um, and and Primary Industries librarian came back and says, "It sounds fair to me. Both were great players." Much rather have them on my team than playing against. Together, they would have been a formidable defensive pairing. So I think we can we Which can all agree were. with that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so that's that's the feedback from social media. So once again, thank you, everybody. Uh, we will give out the addresses later on where you can kind of get in contact with us and 
please give us your feedback. It doesn't always have to be positive. Um, let us know what else you want to hear, stories, characters, comics, etc., and we'll look to accommodate. So, guys, are we ready? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, let's do this. So I'm now going to hand over to Barry Tomlinson and David Skew. Well, we are joined now by, well, by two absolute comic legends. We're, we're joined firstly by the editor of Tiger, the creator of the Rovers, group editor, sports and adventure IPC Fleetway, Mr. Barry Tomlinson. Hi, Barry. Greetings, greetings. Great to see you again. And, and we are joined again also by the oh, legendary God. comic artist. Here again? he is. Here he is. <laughs> By the legendary comic artist, Mr. David Skew. Hi, David. Hi. Hi, guys. You okay? We're very well. We're very well. I was just going to say, Matt, I'm not I'm not so sure that David has joined us. He's just actually just let him out of the closet again from his last appearance. <laughs> We've opened so, the door again. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, but a, a little window came up and I had to press got it and I couldn't find my uh, mouse. It escaped. <laughs> no, it's very difficult to know. <laughs> well, look, it's it's great to have you here. Um, you, you've both been on the show before, um, so for listeners that haven't listened to those those episodes, and why wouldn't you? Um, Barry's episodes were number six and sixty six, so all the sixes, six six six. That's the sign of the devil, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sign sign is devilishly good, David. That's right. <laughs> Nobody told me that before. <laughs> um, and, course, and David's been on what episodes has David been on Gold? do you know no, uh, David's been on okay hang on a sec so uh, episode 20 22 23 27 28 and 29 as well 45 46 I'm only kidding <laughs> episode 20 31 37 and 57 <laughs> that's amazing can't believe that so there was one yeah. episode. If you listen back, where he just start, he was still talking from the previous episode. Yes. If you remember, <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. It's, it's an affliction, a bit like Tourette's. You know. <laughs> uh, can I just start by saying that it was my idea, to, as you know, guys, to have Barrett Big Bar on here. I want to say on record that he is my hero. I'm forever grateful that he gave me the first chance and kept me in work most of my career. So I wanted to say a big, big thank you to Big Bar. Oh, nice. I'd like to thank you for all the ulcers I got. <laughs> I wouldn't have had them without you. Thank you very much. You're welcome, sir. So I tell you what, I know we've not started, but then you've mentioned that. So explain to us Big Bar then, David. What's the affectionate um, term there? Well, it was, um, I, I can't remember if it was 64 or 65, but um, um, I won't go through the whole story, but <laughs> I was learning the job with someone who was taking 50% of the money and I didn't know. Anyway, uh, a great friend of mine, John Batchelor, who is an illustrator, cutaways in uh, Look and Learn and uh, Eagle and all those uh, papers, uh, he offered to take me up to meet David Gregory, uh, the editor of Tiger. And so we went up for the day and I met, uh, I'd already met David Gregory, but um, that's when I first met Big Bar. 
and um, uh, we had a fantastic time and I was taken in straight away and uh, I, I will for, remember for an ever and a day uh, when we'd finished uh, doing business they gave me uh, uh, I don't know if it was Barry who said we've a story that we want someone to do and I think you could do it which was um, Philip Driver uh, and then they took us over the road from Farringdon Street uh, to the Red Lion upstairs. And I had one of the, the best business lunches ever in my life, <laughs> which is absolutely fantastic. Only three hours. And that's not Chinese, that's, Chinese that's, restaurant. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, it's above the Red Lion, wasn't it? Yes, that was one of David Gregory's favorite places. Yeah. Ah, yeah. All right. Because uh, one of your favourite places you took me was um, Fabulous Italian restaurant in Soho. Uh, and I remember that well. There was a very attractive girl in your office. I can't remember Here we what go. Her name Here was. we go. Here we go. Hold <laughs> and, on. Uh, the lawyer's on standby. <laughs> yeah, well, me being me, I sat next to her in this uh, restaurant. Fabulous food. It was really great. And I remember uh, she said, what are you going to have to drink, David? I said... Uh, I don't know, what are you having? She said, Chianti. I said, oh, no, that's like vinegar. She said, no, you've been drinking the wrong, wrong uh, Chianti. And she ordered some, and it was beautiful. But the thing I remember was it was so hard to get the staff's attention. And they're all Italians, obviously, but they were in the kitchen with the chef watching uh, Italian football. <laughs> <laughs> can I, just, uh, can I but, just mention one thing? Uh, well, two things, actually. Uh, one, oh, thank God we got away with that. I thought that was going to go much worse than it did. <laughs> <laughs> and secondarily, um, it's an honour to be uh, your guests this evening, gentlemen. <laughs> Obviously, we're, we're, it's your show tonight. <laughs> I'll was, I was, I was just, just let people know, Barry is still here. Yeah. In case anybody was wondering. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name of the Italian restaurant, but it has escaped me. Was, I, I, I was just wondering um, what Italian side was playing Melchester Rovers on the TV that, that evening. <laughs> we didn't go there anymore after taking David, but we didn't like <laughs> They wouldn't let us back in, yeah. <laughs> Did that happen quite a lot, Barry? You had to keep on finding different venues once you'd introduced David to them. Funny <laughs> you should say that, but uh, yes. <laughs> I never took him to my favourite restaurants. <laughs> Remember when David came up with this idea, and you know, and here we are now doing the episode, and it's like an episode of the Two Bloody Ronnies. <laughs> <laughs> well, going back to the goons thing. Um, Peter Sellers uh, uh, used to play, I'm not sure which way round it is, was uh, either Eccles or uh, Blue Bottle. And mm. um, Milligan, Spike Milligan um, uh, did Blue Bottle or Eccles, I can't remember. Mm. Anyway, I remember one story was um, uh, uh, Milligan saying, oh, 3 million, uh, 983,000. 261. 3,983,262. 3 million. Hello, Eckers. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm counting the vote for the general election. What? Oh, that must be fantastic work. 
Would you like a cup of tea? Oh, yes, please. One lump of tea. Uh, two, please. Oh, what a lovely boy. That was fantastic. Oh, uh, three million nine hundred eight. Three million. <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> You're very good. It's just for anyone that's joining in now. Uh, he said, going back to the goons, <laughs> you won't believe this, but before Welcome we came to on the air, show. Yeah. <laughs> before we came on air, there was at least three hours of conversation about the goons, which we didn't record. Yeah. That's that's on a special. We do a special goon show special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. Very good impressions there, David. I'm very impressed. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's very good. So as you can as you can tell, listeners, this is going to go everywhere. This conversation, we do <laughs> believe it or not, have happened. I'm the resident impressionist. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, I think that's, to be honest, I think David's a lot better than you. Anyway, but anyway, let's not, let's not go there. <laughs> I said to the producer, I... right. Ronnie okay. Corbett's in the house. <laughs> so anyway, anyway David mentioned um, Philip Driver, the story. Yes. Um, it was the first time we'd featured a golf story. And knowing that David played golf, he was the natural person to illustrate it. And he did it very well indeed. And Philip Driver was a secret agent. Mm. So we combine secret agent with golf, which takes some doing. <laughs> it's, it certainly does. Was that so? Was that because when I think, because Barry, you took over as editor of Tiger in 69, didn't you? Yes. So was that, was that when the first time you actually worked directly on the same public, publication then on Tiger? Because before that, I think, David, you were on Tiger already, weren't you? Oh, you a sub-editor on Tiger, weren't you? Okay, yeah, previously. That's yeah. what I wanted to ask, yeah. I couldn't remember whether you're assistant editor or uh, sub-editor. Yes, go on. Right. Okay. And so you had Philip Dry. Didn't you do Custer as well, though, David, in yes, Tiger? Yes, uh, that period? was um, uh, off and on. It else. started off as a, an annual uh, job and then uh, a few in. I stood in for a load of things because... Um, as Barry uh, knew, I could imitate uh, other people's styles. So if they were mm. sick or whatever, I could stand in. And that's how I got Roy the Rovers uh, standing actually, in. Yeah. David actually imitated me for three weeks and nobody noticed. No. <laughs> did you get his money, David? Or should we not talk Sorry? about money? Did you did you get paid his money in those three weeks? Or should we not no, talk about money? No, not really. No. <laughs> Have That's we actually joke. asked a question yet? <laughs> do, we, do we need to? Do we need to? No. <laughs> I'm trying to keep quiet. Go on, Matt. Okay. Yeah, so so we had Custer, Philip Driver, and then, of course, went into the even more famous, perhaps, Martin's Marvelous Mini. That was from yeah. about 1971. Wasn't it? Well, that was the first um, real job that uh, we collaborated on because basically Martin was me with his mate uh, mm -hmm. driving and racing and rallying the Mini called George. Mm -hmm. And it was um, actually this is when I first fell foul of my lovely big bar um, came out of the blue. Um, uh, Martin and uh, his mate came back into their road they just won a rally or something i can't remember and the whole street was full of people okay um men and women all shouting 
And when I construct a figure, it's naked, and then I add the clothes. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and then, yeah, I know, I know. Stop it, I say. <laughs> yeah, stop it. Stop it, Echo. Stop it. Stop it, Echo. Um, yes, yeah, so um, in the middle uh, was a girl. And um, I put a shadow across the top and a shadow across the lower part and drew her naked, right? And a couple of weeks after it was published, center pages this was, I said, hi, Bar. I said, it got through. He said, what do you mean? I said, have you got the copy of Tiger, so whatever the date was? And he opened it up and said, yeah. I said, look at the, the panel with, in the street. He said, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said, it got through. And he said, oh, you know, we just laughed it off sort of thing. The next morning on the doorstep was an envelope from Barry. Dear Mr. Skew. Uh, it's come to my attention uh, of what you drew in center pages. I must tell you that this is not the format for a children's uh, um, comic, uh, and I must have your assurance this will never happen again. Sign the editor. I thought, oh, sh uh, um, I was very good at doing a nasty letter. Yeah, <laughs> I, I sat down with the coffee, and the phone rang, and. Uh, uh, I said, hello. He said, it's Barry. I said, hi, Barry. He said, have you got the letter yet? I said, yes. He said, oh, God. He said, I had to cover myself in case it came up. And I could, was able to say that I sent you a reprimand. I've still got the letter somewhere. <laughs> oh, wow. So you, you I really yourself. meant it, though. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you have to send those letters, Barry? <laughs> to David. Yeah. Oh, about no more than about three or four hundred. No. <laughs> I lost count, so I gave up. <laughs> you didn't phone him after everyone, though, did you, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> we also had to watch advertising boards when you, David was doing more of the rovers, because uh, yeah. he would put something a bit dodgy on the boards occasionally. <laughs> he certainly advertised all his friends' businesses. We noticed, yeah. yeah, we noticed that, yes. <laughs> Over the years, you used to put different people's names on the boards, didn't you, David? Have you ever seen that before? Well, it was a great courting thing as well. You know, I could show the girl, look what I've done. I've put your name in on here, you know. <laughs> and of course, I don't know if I've mentioned it in the past, but, and this is a podcast usual joke, I've been drawn into the Champ uh, We Are United storyline. I also featured as one of the uh, few, uh, people uh, in Striker, and I'm still waiting to bribe David to somehow draw me into a storyline in the future. So, you know, so I've got the trilogy of comic appearances, but uh, yeah. Hey girl, I still don't know what you look like. <laughs> no one does. <laughs> True. Yeah. No, Mr. I... Mr. Anonymous. Yeah. We're going back don't to stop. Martin's marvellous mini. Yeah, which David illustrated so superbly. Yeah. I, I, the idea for the story, I just bought a mini myself. And I called my mini George, and I thought uh -huh. there's a story here somewhere. So yeah. I spoke to an author called Fred Baker, who wrote so many brilliant scripts yeah. for us. Yeah. We came up with the idea of Martin's Marvelous Mini, which was based on my mini, though mine wasn't yellow. It was a rusty blue. <laughs> um, but uh, David likes motorsports, so he drew that yeah. very well. 
Oh, that's I funny. enjoyed I didn't doing that. it. I enjoyed <laughs> doing it very much. Big Bar, um, I remember I was very proud of the fact that um, very, very seldom did I ever get anything come back for a redraw or a complaint. But I was telling the boys a while back that Centre Spread, uh, they were on a, uh, Martin and his mate were on a, a, a rally, a Dakar rally or something like that, and they crossed the desert. And I drew this lovely frame and I thought I'd, I'll put them in the distance and I put a nice tiger in the in the foreground. And you rang me and said, could you redraw frame five? I said, why? I said, I made a lovely job of that. He said, you did. It's beautiful. But that's the tigers there in India, not Africa. <laughs> Do you remember that, Barry? I can vaguely remember that, yes. <laughs> tiger comic was all over the world, you see, but not, not the, the animal. <laughs> well done. Yeah. So, so after obviously Marty's marvelous mini, um, as as you've told us previously, David, you know it was um, it was your friend or mutual friend Yvonne, Yvonne Hutton. Um, yeah. It's, it, you, they need to, you, Barry. You needed to find a new artist, didn't you? Because Yvonne, I think she may be going on maternity leave or something like that, wasn't it at the time? And so they needed somebody to take over from Roy. And and they they thought of you, Barry. Do you remember the that time when the the talk? I remember Yvonne's work. You know, it was very good. It was very similar to David's, really. Mm. Um, it was strange. There were three artists who used to work for that one agent, and they all had a very similar style. Though David's was the best, of course. <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. goes without saying. But say it anyway. You're yeah. a creep. <laughs> <laughs> But that's, um, that's what's so interesting I, is that when you look at that, those, when I've looked back at those, you know, Yvonne and Yvonne's art was absolutely brilliant. I, I loved hers in the early 70s and late 60s when she was doing Roy. But you, you, you kind of, and this comes back to you being able to copy David as well. It's, it's difficult to see the join, really. I mean, eventually you see that Roy does evolve more into somebody looking a bit like you with the flowing blonde what, locks well, and stuff like that. Full time and had to drop Martin's Mini, which was very sad um, for me anyway. Um, but because I've told you before, at that time, I just um, thought that Roy was a job of work. Uh, I didn't realize how iconic he'd become. And um, Barry said, Well, I said I wanted to carry on with Martin's Mini. He said, Well, we're dropping. We like the way you're doing, uh, Roy the Rovers. We're going to drop Martin back into line and wash, monochrome, and Roy into colour. So I, I had uh, a family. I had to go where the money was. So mm. that's why I stuck with Roy. My fiendish plan Say again? Up, Harry? My fiendish plan worked. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember when uh, you, uh, I first asked you, uh, have you got anyone to do Roy yet? I wasn't doing it then. And he said, no, can't find anyone. I said, well, I'll fill in for you if you want. Uh, he said, but you're motor racing. I said, well, football's only fig men running around in football kits. So I can draw men, for goodness sake. So that's how it went on. I'm glad, obviously, I did stick with it. <laughs> yes, it worked very well, the changeover, I think, you know. The fact yeah. that you didn't know much about football didn't come across in your artwork. 
Not at all. No, no I must that. admit, Barry, when we um, David mentioned that, I think we all nearly fell off of our seats in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I think, in all fair, I mean, I think that that's uh, it's an, an amazing uh, thing to to learn, and it's great to, as you say, you, you would never know looking at at, at the artwork. But it's interesting there, uh, Barry. Would you know, in the past, as an editor with stories, as David said, would you always necessarily associate an artist with a certain genre or or not? I mean, how, how did that kind of process work for you? Yes, I suppose you, you had artists who concentrated on particular sports and that John Vernon was motor racing. Mm -hmm. um, Dave Biscuit was everybody, every sport, <laughs> <laughs> or anything, you know, because um, David drew a story called The Slogger from Down Under. Yes. Yeah. An Australian yeah. cricketer. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I don't think David knew that much about cricket, perhaps. Are you, well, all these sports I used to play, but never followed. <laughs> I was thinking about the slogger from down under is almost like a precursor to T20, wasn't it? I think you're like almost 60 years ahead of the game now. But yes, again, yeah. the cricket came out very well. This big Australian playing and hitting the ball everywhere. It came out mm. over very well indeed. And it was a different type of story featuring someone from Australia rather than a, a British hero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I see. I, cause I've looked back at that, and was it Digger Dean? I think it was, and he he came into um, um, a fortune or something like that, didn't he? So it was, it yeah. was a nice kind of juxtaposition, wasn't it, of yeah. of this Aussie coming over from the outback into like landed gentry or something like that in in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great stuff. Just I thinking, remember, Barry. Just back I remember to his, um, uh, I remember his mate Digger Digger Hole. Digger Hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Digger. Digger. Dig a hole. Uh, <laughs> Not funny. Uh, Barry, you, Barry, you, sh you shouldn't be apologising. Gold should be apologising for yeah, that yeah. joke. It was just. Like, I'm yeah. going to say, and now Barry, now we know why you named all the characters and Gold wasn't on board in the heyday of British comics. Oh, that's <laughs> show business. <laughs> just a quick question, Bar. We haven't spoken for years because if I remember right, the last time we met was when I was going back to uh, Spain in the mid. Uh, 2000s we met at Luton Airport for a drink do you remember I can remember that very well indeed you yeah. asked me to carry something for you yes hold a second the... I just need to pause the recording <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well there was gu uh, guys around with machine guns so I didn't want to be caught carrying it <laughs> yeah, so he gave it to me to carry yeah <laughs> The question I wanted to ask was, um, in bios I've read about me uh, over the years, it said that I did the skid lids. I'd never even heard of the skid lids. What was that? Skid kids, wasn't it? The skid kids. No, skid lids. Oh, skid lids. Oh, well, skid, well, maybe skid kids then. Yeah. I don't think. I stood in uh, for Skid Solo a few times, but not um, an annuals. But uh, oh, did you stand in the Skid Solo? That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, remember I did a, a cover, um, annual cover of Skid Solo. Oh uh, yeah, well, yeah. I've seen. I've, I'm just looking behind me because I've got I've got a few of the old annuals. I don't think I've got it yeah. here, but yeah, I think I've seen annuals where, where it clearly looks as if you've done the actual artwork, and you've got a couple of characters you wouldn't normally do. Yeah, but I yeah. can't remember which year that is. I think I remember uh, there was, it may have been an annual story, but when Skid Solo and um, Martin uh, came together and raced or had some fun. Yeah, anyway. I think it, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that rings a bell. 
yeah, we'll, we'll dig that out in a future episode, and we'll, we'll, we'll add some photos to the um, episode as well, so people, listeners, can can see that that artwork as well. Yeah, as, as always, tangent two characters in one story. Yeah, so, sorry, gents, you might have seen. I just um, the Rebellion did the uh, Roy the Rovers' 50th anniversary, and they, they've now, got an artist. Why wasn't David Skew artwork on the cover? <laughs> no, I know, I know. No, that's know. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but um, they've that's got the trick there. Talking I mean, about however, however good the artwork is on that cover, people would be looking to identify with the character right, that we yeah. created. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. They've gone with a very us. kind of modernist, but tried to kind of go uh, retro rather than you know the original artwork which they've got on the, on the back. But they've just on that, David, it does actually because it, it mentions you, and it does say that an early regular commission for from Fleetway Publications, the Skid Kids in Buster, 1966. Oh, no. Buster, was it? Oh, mm. no. Buster wasn't mine. So. <laughs> oh, if, if it was, he didn't get paid for it, so he's not interested. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never did that. Oh. Yes, so, so interesting. Just, before we move on to the next question, Barry, just, just, I was just thinking about this. So obviously, David's now the, the artist for Roy, and that's the, the, the linchpin of the new comic, because it's 76... 1977 was there any concern that you know he, he may like jump ship or, or just stop doing it or something? because that must have been when i'm thinking about it from an editor's perspective the artist is almost more important than the writer because the right you know it's, it's how the actual story looks so was that a, always a major concern that your your artist could leave or jump ship well, well with a, a writer he can write the script in, in a few hours but an artist takes a whole week normally to do one installment yeah so, uh, I was always trying to hope David would jump ship, but he never did. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a bad ah. choice using David. Maybe the others I'm talking is that, about. Is, is that why he kept on sending me those letters? We had a good relationship and uh, we had confidence in each other. So I, yeah. I was never worried that he would he would jump ship. No. No, no the only thing I did uh, was I did some DC Thompson work. I say. Yeah. <laughs> Barry, um, what was the um, rules or protocol for? Uh, it wasn't till 2000 AD that any artist got recognition. We couldn't sign our work or do anything. Why was that? Was that company policy? It was a policy. Um, it was very secretive. Yeah. But at one time, um, when I first joined as a sub editor, and we had a script a new subscript before i sent it to the artist i had to cut off the scriptwriter's name and address really so that the artist couldn't see who wrote the script and get oh, wow. with a rival company and say look this this writer's doing this so interesting part of my job as a sub-editor was to cut off any reference to the author's name on the script before it went to the artist which was extraordinary yeah. looking back upon it then of course we inherited that secrecy, so we didn't give any credits. And I, I really regret not introducing yeah. credits much earlier. Mm -hmm. Something I should have done because I did change a lot of things, but mm. I didn't change that one. I honestly never thought about it, and I never thought there'd be the interest in it after all these years. And it would be so much easier to have yeah. credits on every instalment, so that people today could look back and see who drew it, who wrote it, yeah. who lettered it. Well, so from I, an artist's point of view, it's recognition. Yeah. Um, that's what was lacking. I, 
I always found it funny, actually, on that, that uh, um, two things, but quickly, what I found funny is you've mentioned um, Shafino, who did the Mighty Mouse and Hotshot Hamish. He always actually signed in one of the panels. So you always saw his uh, signature um, each week. I don't know if you guys remember that, of, of obviously you, Barry, in particular, but we I was going to ask. We probably didn't notice it. Same yeah, as I, the naked woman. <laughs> <laughs> just I think say, I would have. I think us as eleven-year-old boys probably would have spotted the naked woman exactly. More yeah, so than yeah, Shiafino. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I do. I do remember actually. We all high-fived each other and said that Barry Tomlinson, what a brilliant editor for letting that go through for us all <laughs> at the time. <laughs> well, that's very honest. You speak for yourself. You speak for yourself, gentlemen. I didn't know you both when I was eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. No, I was just going to so, ask that on on that, um, Barry. So, just so was there really, you know, DC Thompson and the Fleetway IPC? I mean, was there really, you know, that the two uh, companies vying and and potentially trying to poach? You know, I mean, I think I get the impression that a lot of the artists were more freelance, but as you say, the script writers, or was it just something, as you say, historically that happened and there wasn't really a threat of it or, or not? There were a lot of contributors who worked for both companies mm. and uh, some artists as well. And uh, it just went ahead. It was something that was accepted by everybody, mm. but there was still the secrecy at Fleetway. They didn't want anybody else to know who was contributing to the comics. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. The same way the editor's name didn't appear. No, mm. no, that's Letters true. from the editor were just signed the editor. The editor, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. absolutely, yeah. 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 It reminds me of the famous uh, Ronnie Barker, Gerald Riley thing, where mm -hmm. he used to send in, you know, sketches under a pseudonym, and then when they had their meetings about what they were going to, you know, pursue script-wise, he would then sometimes turn down his own pseudonym scripts yeah all oh, right the high stuff i mean yeah. <laughs> amazing yeah i wrote some scripts under a pseudonym and i rejected them <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what would victor say about that you know <laughs> Barry, did you tell yourself to keep on trying your pseudonym. <laughs> yes, I, I, said, I don't mind seeing the scripts as long as there are not any naked women in them. We would take advantage. To be honest, I mean, it's a bit silly, you know, writing under a pseudonym and calling yourself pseudonym. <laughs> oh, oh, God, it was a really... nice girl, yes. Uh... <laughs> so last question for me, and then, the, then Paul, you've got a few questions to yeah. kind of ask is, mm. And you, you've kind of alluded to this already. This is about, Barry, you've, you've mentioned before about the, the long uh, lunches, particularly perhaps with like Tom Tully, who who's, you know, wrote for, for years, and I suppose a lot of the other script writers as well. And I'm thinking about Fleetway House and New Fleetway House and that area of London around Fleet Street, um, just by Blackfriars. And I don't work that far away. I work in the city of London. So does Paul, actually. Um what what was it like around there? What sort of venues and restaurants and pubs? What was it like working in in London at that particular time, say the sixties and seventies? It, it was a very good time to work in London because uh, I had a large expense expense account, so uh, <laughs> I got to know the best restaurants in the area, and uh, so did the contributors. I don't know if we took. Do you remember? Did you go very often to lunches with us, David? 
Yes, I did. Yeah, well, I used to come up uh, two or three times a year, either to talk over storylines or just social, really, and meet the guys. Because uh, I remember, obviously, uh, Ian was a great guy. Uh, and Pete, Paul Gethin, was it? And Paul Hardboard, as I called him. It was yes. the art editor, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, we were good to him. We all got on well together, and I think we entertained contributors quite well, really. Yeah, I used to look forward to it very much. And what places do you remember going to? You mentioned the Red Lion. Was there any any favourite places you used to go, restaurants-wise or pubs-wise? It's only because um, the reason why I'm saying is that me and Paul got this idea for a kind of a fleetway walking tour or drinking tour <laughs> of um, <laughs> the Fleet Street area, <laughs> which we're going to go on very soon. And mm. we want to go... Re- around the old most, haunts if they're still there I think most of the places have disappeared now uh, <laughs> oh, there's yeah. a restaurant called Queen of the South which was my favourite oh. that's, <laughs> that's just near the Thames you wouldn't that's take me we, to after, <laughs> yeah. we moved, after we moved to King's Reach it was our local sort of restaurant that was very good indeed did you ever go there David? no that, not, I can remember it's <laughs> no. a good one that was the one <laughs> you told said you didn't want to take me to <laughs> you didn't want to be the truth, do you know do you know what you thought he was joking but after all these years the truth does come out barry didn't take you to any of his favorite ones just ones that he knew were decent <laughs> fred baker went there even judio siafino came over from Argentina, <laughs> yeah. but, but i do remember going to but you did I come to some going to quite a few sorry you, you did come to some of our functions for the 25th anniversary. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to cover those. We did things all over England as well, didn't we? Um, appearances. Of course, uh, you ca- all came to my karting uh, racing at one time, didn't you? David looked very nice in leathers. <laughs> oh, so tight. Oh, I say. <laughs> they were really tight, really. yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, was, it, they, it was very good at go-karting. I think I need to lie down, to be honest. <laughs> Wait, is, it, is it the fault of David in Levers? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I mean, Suzanne Dando from a couple of episodes ago, and now David skewing letters. I don't know what's going on, to be honest. Well, I can let you in on a thing, because um, I drew a cover with, um, if I remember rightly, with uh, Suzanne Dando. Maybe been a Christmas one, I can't remember. But, yeah, um, 82. Uh, Barry fancied her rotten. Yeah. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Yeah. We'll cut that out, don't worry. <laughs> no, we won't. Uh, Matt was going to mention about uh, something we'll touch on later about the anniversaries, weren't you, Matt? Yeah, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll cover that a bit later. Shall I cover it now, Gull? What should we do it now? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah go on. Yeah, so, so just... Sorry. David mentioned the Christmas issue where yes. we did a sort of pantomime. And yeah. Suzanne, Suzanne Dando was starring in that. I played the part of Roy in all the photographs. All right. David's job was to stick a Roy the Rover's head on top of mine, which, which I, I enjoyed so much. <laughs> so I wrote this pantomime. Suzanne starred in it, and uh, it, it was good fun, really. It really seemed to yeah. like it. Yeah. Well, I, I know one reader that didn't like it, though. Penny wasn't very happy about it, was she, Barry? No. And it was a little bit upset, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she did get upset from time to time. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 she, 
I was just going to say she didn't. She didn't go off to Crete on that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that was a later one. Yeah. yeah. But she was a bit of a wag, wasn't she? <laughs> she yeah. was probably one of the first, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ahead of the game again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was definitely. one of the first. Yeah. She was very pretty. Oh. She, well, yeah, and also it was interesting. I've looked back. Um, I think she first appeared in in the story around about seventy one. I think because um, mm. Ben Galloway's secretary at secretary, first that's then, right, yeah. but that's yeah she right. did change her styles over the years so even for her david you changed her look and appearance over the years her hairstyles well, and stuff like that it's um if i was copying someone's style uh, and i've had to do this so many times in my life i had to very very slowly change it to my style and how i want to draw them uh and um we may touch on this later, but um, Ulrika in Scora in the in the mirror um, eventually became my uh, Ulrika, as opposed to the lovely John Gillett's, mm-hmm. based on his. But um, yeah, bless him, I love. Uh, he's a lovely guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, get back to the story. Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, yeah. Well, Paul, shall I hand over to you? So you, you've got a few yeah, questions yeah. to kind of ask. Guys, perhaps touch a bit Thanks. more on some of the Cartian days and stuff like that. When you yeah, get we'll, to, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll touch on Ulrika a little bit more later. Hey. <laughs> yeah, naughty, naughty, naughty. Yeah. I know oh, you'd yes. like to, go. <laughs> oh, no, yes, no, wishes, no. <laughs> well, obviously, as we've mentioned, we've uh, had you both on uh, before previously, and uh, David has mentioned on a couple of occasions, Barry, of... Uh, artwork being late and uh, uh, a late dash to London, shall we say. And we were just wondering what kind of excuses did you get from David over the years? And have you got any memories of uh, these these uh, pieces of artwork appearing late in the office? Well, the classic one was the story that David told that um, his cat, away cat, got into his studio and wandered onto his artboard and knocked over some ink. And the artwork had black paw prints all over it, so he couldn't possibly <laughs> send it to us. Uh, uh, do you remember that Charlie one? Carter, was it? The cat Carter. No? Actually, uh, you started a book of my excuses, and I think you got up to 537. <laughs> no, it was one on 38, actually. <laughs> it would have been um, a good seller. It had been a very useful book for freelance contributors. Absolutely, yeah. Very educational. Um but I, the the classic one was, um, I think at least five times in my career, especially doing Roy, I got into the car at two o'clock in the morning and drove from Poole to Fleet Street, uh, Fleetway House rather, yeah. and gave it to the night watchman and say, "Could you take this up to the fifth floor?" Uh, and I didn't say a word to anybody, so they didn't know it was late. Uh, but I found <laughs> Red Star service and uh used to bomb down to the Bournemouth station get it on the red star and barry would organize a courier to go and pick it up mm. and one day he rang me he said the courier's been twice it's not there i said oh geez so i said you check your end i'll check mine so i went down to the station and they got uh, investigators on it the train broke down and the mail van was backed into a siding in uh watford <laughs> somewhere um and uh they had to send someone to go and pick it it's, up 
this sounds like this sounds like excuse number 139. I'm not believing <laughs> any of this. I'm sorry. That, went, that yeah. went in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, his cat was on the uh, train line uh, with some incoming force. And uh... <laughs> well, what Barry hasn't said was their most common used name for me was Rolds. R O L D S. Rotten old late David Skew. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> but uh, honestly, Big Bar, I was ne- never missed the press date. If it, the worst scenario was, I took it direct to the lettering artist. Do you remember the uh, uh, elderly lady in Potter's Bar? I took it direct to her. Um, yes, was that Miss Cook? That's it. That's the lady. She always used to um, serve me. Uh, I'd ring her to tell her I was coming. She served me with homemade meringues that she made in her aga. It was a lovely oh, lady. Wow. Yeah. I never met her. She worked through an agent, so uh, I never had any communication with her at all. So you were very privileged there. She was a very good letterer. Yes, she was. And she liked mine because my artwork, like uh, we talked about this before, but... Um, Barry Mitchell and I said, why the hell do we have to do it half up, for goodness sake? And we did it just a bit up on uh, SS. Uh, And she liked that because she didn't have to letter it so large as the (laughs) other stuff she did. It was very neat lettering. Yes. But I remember she rang up in a panic. She said, you've made a mistake. You've made a mistake. I said, what? Uh, She said, you've drawn an ambulance. And you've written ambulance backwards. I said, but that's how they do it. So that you see it in the rear view in the mirror. mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. A lovely lady. Yeah. And the meringues were lovely. Yeah, absolutely. So all this late arri- arrivals and of this artwork, Barry, you were completely oblivious to this um, David turning up at Fleetway Towers. With yes. uh... I can remember when I was freelance editing, and I asked David to do it a job that was somebody else had let me down on and he had to do it very, very quickly. And uh, we picked up a service station halfway between his house and mine and we'd meet at the service station. Yeah. David would hand over the artwork and uh, I'd buy my cup of tea. Yes. Oh, well, uh, um, that's the <laughs> trouble. Uh, I have always worked well under uh, pressure uh, and the obviously the press date was the pressure but um, sometimes it was ridiculous um, uh, and I remember at that time when you rang up in a panic can you do it can you do it you know I said yeah I'll work overnight and I'll do it um, but oh well it's all money so you pass, it, pass in, <laughs> passing brown packages over in a service station exchange oh, yeah. for cups of tea airport is even more worrying yeah <laughs> It must have looked very suspicious. I mean, <laughs> well, so exactly. yeah, on that, I mean, obviously, we've heard these rumors, and by the way, this is just you know, a completely rumor. No, I was just wondering if maybe you might have seen a Brian Clough or anybody, one of these football managers that was rumored in these uh, motorway stations with brown envelopes, and you didn't encounter any of that at the time. They were never good at drawing, so I didn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> Clough wasn't ever known for his drawing, was he? You can say what you like about Clough, yeah, exactly, he wasn't a great artist. <laughs> Different type but, of artist, perhaps. Now listen, now now listen here, young oh, man. Oh, here we go. Oh, here I we was go. A great manager. Now, <laughs> yes, young man. Right, carry on. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. So, anyway, uh, David. Obviously, on on reflection of hearing this from David, will you be firing off another letter to him? 
<laughs> well, I'm just sort of forming one in my mind. You know, my nasty letters these days aren't quite as nasty as they used to be. <laughs> You've lost your touch over the years. Yeah, I, I was a world champion at doing nasty letters. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, I really put myself when I opened that letter. Um, it was so... I mean, that is an excuse for being late with the next one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant the, the, the naked lady. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh... Oh dear. So on that then, you saying about the timelines, did you find was Barry uh, a hard taskmaster then, David? Uh, not at all, really, because we got on so well. And um, it's difficult to say in front of his face, but he was such <laughs> a lovely guy and um, you knew not to cross him. Uh, and I, I remember people say to me, oh, you've got a fabulous job. Uh, you know, to draw to please children. I said, no, 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 no. I got to get past Big Bar. <laughs> I found with a lot of artists that I had a terrible reputation because people on my staff who found something wrong with their artwork would say, well, I'm happy with it, you know, but Barry doesn't like it. So he wants it. Uh, Brilliant. Cop, bad cop. Brilliant. And I would meet artists sometimes and they'd say, well, you're not a bad bloke. I thought you were a terrible person. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, uh, uh, he came, um, Barry came to parties at my house and um, had a great time and came down for weekends and stuff. So, um, yeah, we uh, enjoyed each other's company. Mainly, I think, because of this goonish sense of humour. It was. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can yeah. see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. both two big goon fans then. Yeah. So you kind of alluded before we came on air, actually, to the to the listeners that so did you you actually would do phone calls to each other in the <laughs> mimic the goons to each other? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember one. I told this. Uh, I spoke to Barry a while back, and um, I remember this one. Uh, Peter Sellers uh, was playing a businessman, and uh, Eddie Seagoon and Harry Seacombe. Uh, was Eddie uh, Neddy Seagum, and uh, he said, "Hello, here's my card, but it's blank. I know business is bad." <laughs> I still use that one, you know. <laughs> oh, they were so good. I wish I was. I wish I'd been older to really fully appreciate them. You know, it was almost probably yeah. like ten, fifteen years before. For me, it's well, like the Pythons, but obviously they yeah. learned a lot of the stuff. Yeah, but the Pythons, the Pythons learned a lot from Milligan and yeah, Python Five they, and all that. They, yeah, got, yeah, they yeah. derived it from uh, the yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. I was going to was obviously off on a, a tangent, which is kind of my my want in this podcast. You got the goons, and then I can't remember what Spike Milligan's program was on BBC Two, and I believe John Cleese has actually come out and said that. You know, we've got to be Q, careful because it? It Q, Q. that was it, Q. Yeah. And and the, the Python team were like, we've got to be careful. He's already doing what we're, we're planning on, on doing. And it was just obviously an elevation yeah. from that and the goons. Well, the Q was the first one with just indiscriminate sketches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, manic, tangents. Really. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. Quite interesting as well. I, I have quite an interest in this. And uh, it's obviously a conversation for another time. But if you trace the history of, you, you can go back to a kids show called not the not the nineteen forty eight show, I think it was called, and yeah. and then you've got the goodies and uh, 
you know, deriving from because Monty Python and stuff like that as well. They sort of split off into a tangent, but I, I'm just going off on a passion that I love comedy back then. But yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you a story. Uh, Barry and I, um, like we said, we did gigs all over the place and we went on television a lot. And uh, I remember one of the first ones uh, was the Saturday Banana. Barry came down and I think um, Dickie Day, uh, Dickie, Dickie Bird. Bird. Uh, Dickie Bird. Yeah, and, Dickie uh, Bird. Yeah, we've seen the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I remember driving up to Southern Television in Southampton and I tried not to think that it was over four million people watching. <laughs> and I was introduced to the young lady is about 25 26 who was the floor manager and she had headphones and a clipboard and whatnot and she was white as a sheet and about to throw up and i thought god if she's nervous what the hell about me she said <laughs> i'll introduce you to um bill oddy when during the break so there was a semicircle of, of um sofas and when it went to break uh, walked over to him and said, oh, he said, oh, you're Davisky, the Roy the Rovers artist. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I'll leave it all up to you. <laughs> I said, <"What?" laughs> I, I, that set me at ease, that's for sure. And Barry said, don't mention you don't like football. We had a plan of what we were going to talk about on that programme. Yeah. Bill Oddie, bless him, took it in a different direction. And uh, everything we'd sort of worked out we were going to talk about, we didn't get the chance to say it. So <laughs> it, it went okay, but it wasn't quite what I expected. And it was quite an achievement to get Dickie Bird, Malcolm McDonald, and David Skew together in the same wow. studio. Wow, incredible. So was that well, before? Sorry, go I remember you gave me a list of key words that I had to get into conversation which would prompt a picture to go up on the screen. <laughs> so I all, all, and I think I got eight out of nine in, and I was quite proud of myself for that. But um, it kept talking across you and changing the subject. Uh, <laughs> yes. It was good fun, though, I must admit. I'm going to go on. Sorry. Remember, I can't remember why it was Dickie Bird and Malcolm McDonald, um, what they tied in with. Do you remember what? No, I, don't. I remember there was uh, about three guys that were gurners. Do you remember they took their teeth out and put their head in a horse? I haven't got any teeth to take out now, so. <laughs> I tell you, I'm just, I'm just one Saturday morning TV in today's right. First, we're, we're going to have some gurners and then we're going to have the artist and editor of Royal Rovers next. I <laughs> that, was, that was 1980 for you, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Guys, this is one of the first occasions where I thought I was making it and becoming well-known, right? And I'm on there uh, on a TV program, and they said, well, tonight we're fortunate to have with us a well-known artist, David Skew, who draws Roy the Rovers. <laughs> and I realised it's Roy was famous, <laughs> not me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was Most just going to... Sorry, sorry, Paul. I was going to say, just going back to... The cat that was mentioned earlier on and Bill Oddity, obviously the cat that David had ended up uh, at the top of the post office tower. If you, anyone remembers that episode with the giant cat. Does anyone oh, else? I can remember that very clearly, yes. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was David's cat that was on there. 
You can see the black ink on his <laughs> David, you be careful. That le those letters are still going to come your way. You know, going to be coming through in the post. <laughs> There's probably a store of them backed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just asking as I, I, I do apologise. I can't remember exactly when that the, the the TV appearance was, but you mentioned Malcolm McDonald. Would that have been before or after you drew him in the uh, when Roy um, was the caretaker manager of England, or would that be how you uh, met Malcolm, or had you met him before then? That's when I met him, but Barry obviously can say before met him. It was very good that we could introduce real-life people into the story, knowing that they would capture their likeness really well. Mm -hmm. And certainly with Super Mac and Trevor Francis, who were in that England team, mm -hmm. they, they looked as if it was them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It was, it was the you, – you did – it was in 1980, you did the TV appearance Saturday Banana. So, oh, but, I think, yeah. but I think Barry, mm -hmm. like you'd have a relationship – he had a relationship – Malcolm McDonald with Tiger going back into the mid seventies and when he was at Newcastle, didn't he? So it was quite a yeah. length of time. You had the relationship with Super Mac, um, but yeah, it was nineteen eighty. Right. Yeah, and, um, yeah he was on. a great fan of Roy the Rovers. Um, he used to read it when he was younger, and uh, so involving him with Roy the Rovers was something he was happy with, and obviously I was happy with as well. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Is it worth mentioning, uh, um, if you don't mind me interjecting, that uh, re you know, uh, famous people, real people who are fans of the comic, is quite an interesting point of view at the moment because of uh, um, Giles Corrin. I don't know if you want to mention mention that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know if you, David and Barry, you've seen that. Um, Yes, it was, it was before the Christmas episode. Yeah, so I sent the picture because he wrote into the talking um, page, and it was actually published in the Suzanne Dando Christmas edition. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. His his story, and um, yeah, I sent I sent a message to him on Twitter or X, and he responded back, and he did the article in the Times, um, and he mentioned, you know, the fact that it was his first byline he got he got paid for. You know, um, <laughs> tongue in cheek because he got a postal order. I think a three pound postal order at the time. <laughs> yeah, um, so generous. Yeah, <laughs> so, so generous. Um, but yeah, fantastic. And um, you know, we've 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 been exchanging messages, me and Giles, and uh, we're hoping to interview him actually in the next few weeks just to kind of get his memories of, oh, of Tiger and Roy the Rovers and. Yeah, so can, looking forward to that. Can you have his sister on afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see what we can do. I mean, he's you know he's you know he's and he's, he's his dad was a you know very famous columnist, wasn't he? Alan Corrin, oh, uh, great humorist. Yeah, I, I remember so. on um, on the BBC Two, uh, you know, uh, uh, call my bluff. That's it. And right. Frank Muir on the other side as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you guys don't remember. You're too young, but the rest of us. Don't I, I, I remember Call My Bluff. I used to watch that. Yeah, yeah I love that. So yeah, yeah, lots of lots of lots of celebrity fans of um, mm. of Roy and Tiger, and and I think this is this is, you know, this is why it's um, I think you've mentioned it before, David, as well, with some of the work you've you've been commissioned. You know, so, you know people of our age, like forties and fifties, that remember. Roy yeah. and Tiger, and that's yeah. why you know, you know, your name is synonymous, and that's why they want to kind of use you for the work. You know, so 
piece, pieces which mm. you've actually done over the years, haven't you? You've got loads of examples of that. Uh, well, um, it, it made people contact me to do football stuff. Okay. Um, oh, not okay, just, right. You know, my webpage, uh, David's Illustrations, has got all my different type of work, but, um, you know, paintings, illustrations, whatever. Um, but uh, and naked ladies, and um, <laughs> is there another uh, letter coming? There's another letter coming. <laughs> uh, well, it's a passion that, um, uh, with the female form that Barry took up on when we did Scorer, so uh, <laughs> I'm not alone. Uh, natural red bearded male, um, but I remember loads of celebrities, Martin Kemp of Spandau Ballet being one, mm. and Barry got to know them and got them involved, uh, which was uh, very interesting to Bikur. do. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm just looking at a page here that celebrated the 30th birthday of Roy and the people who are sending messages, um, Jeffrey Boycott, Barry Davis, John Motson, Bobby Charlton, Ernie Wires, Tommy Doherty, Eminem Hughes, Bobby Robson, Nick Owen, Nye McMenemy, Sir Alf Ramsey. So it's not bad to get those sort of people sending personal messages. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Nice. What, about, what about Eric Morecambe? <laughs> hey! <laughs> Ernie did most contributions for us. Um, Ernie always turned up at any of our functions and we wanted him to do something for us. He'd always do it. Eric um, did write for uh, Roy the Rovers in a couple of issues and for Christmas pictures and so on. Mm -hmm. um, they're both great people, but Ernie was the one that had a stronger relationship with. Really well. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen photos of some of those events when you did like the Sports Star of the Year and stuff, Tiger Sports Star of the Year and stuff. But he would be at those kind of dinners, wouldn't he, Ernie? Yes. He presented yeah. the trophy for us on a couple of occasions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we questions? kind of touched on it. I was just going to say, you, you know, you mentioned about the car, the karting days, you know, what are your recollections from them? And, you know, how many of you kind of went down there and sort of <laughs> what do you kind of remember of, the, of those days, apart from your skin tight levers, of course, David. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that, you know. Yes, we, <laughs> David had um, the Royal Rovers logo on his cart, which was great. Did we pay you money? my leathers, yeah. <laughs> and crush helmet, yeah. So that was good. Cool. It, it, it made some good features for the comic. And for the What's that there's called? a tire actually, big bar. Um, we held an event at um, uh, Tuctonia, just outside of uh, Bournemouth, and yeah. um, I think. Um, uh, Jeffrey Boycott was there and a few other people. Um, in uh, motor racing was my hobby, and um, sponsorship was taking over. And quite honestly, it ended up ruining it. Mm. Uh, too much money involved. Yeah. But I went to um, uh, the Sun. Uh, can't think of his name offhand. Um, the guy that owned Tuctonia, and. Um, if you don't know, it's a, a, a play centre, sort of event centre. Right, uh, I remember seeing the features. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw him privately with a proposition about sponsorship. And I had to make one of the biggest uh, decisions of my life because he said, what's in it for me? And I explained about advertising and all this sort of thing. And he said, okay. He said, well, 
if you're going to drive for me, uh, I want you to drive abroad. Uh, we're, we're then talking about going into cars, you know. Mm. Uh, and I said, um, yeah, no problem, work permitting. He said, what do you mean work permitting? I said, well, I illustrate Roy the Rovers, and obviously that comes first. So he said, if you work for me, drive for me, I want 120% commitment. And I had to decide then, am I going to be an artist or a racing driver? And that was hard for me because, mm. uh, uh, you know, her passion is motor racing. And luckily I went illustration-wise, so uh, uh, that's the end of that story. But it was, it was quite hard. You could have been the new Skid Solo. Exactly. Skew Solo. Skew Solo, yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, a, a solo-esque. Um, I, I nearly I called myself David Skew Illustrations. I had to send, set up a company sort of thing. And um, I nearly went with Picture S, which is Picture Skew. Because uh, of my stupid name. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a really funny story. Um, skew. Uh, English people, when they see it written, can't pronounce it. And I was uh, plagued, not bullied, but uh, teased and whatnot when I was at Skew. skew squiffy, Skewy, Squidgebonts, uh, you know, all sorts of names. And uh, I was determined uh, when I grow up, I'm going to change it by deed poll. Then when I got into illustration, I thought, well, keep it short and sweet and people remember it once they know how to pronounce it. Anyway, I found out I was born with a natural dislike of the French. And um, I found out. I just out... interject. If, it's, yeah. if there are any French listening, <laughs> these, these are the thoughts of David Skew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Carry on. I, I found out that uh, from a guy who was a... Uh, amateur genealogist i got that right not gone college and um <laughs> um he traced it back to the huguenots in france so we were persecuted in the uh, 1700s and they escaped across the channel to southern england so that's the huguenots so i'm one of the original illegal immigrants um, <laughs> in my family anyway uh you know my son uh, youngest son i'm proud of both my boys but tim my youngest tim. son he wrote the yeah. the uh anyway he's just gone into um doing stand-up as a uh, he's inherited my sense of humor but he's uh absolutely brilliant um anyway he does a thing he said my name skew he said if i google my dad david skew it comes up said well-known uh, artist famous for doing Roy the Rovers, and all his artwork would come up. He said, if I uh, Google my brother, Stephen Skew, who's a, a doctor of physics and a scientist, all his papers he's had published and all about him comes up. He said, if I type in Tim Skew, Google comes back and said, did you mean Times Square? <laughs> 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 Bless him. Bless him. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's excellent. Thank you, David Squee. Yeah, that's, right, yeah. <laughs> that's a popular one. Yeah. Excellent stuff. I've, yeah, I mean, Paul, that, have you I'm, got any more? Yeah, no, I'm done for the brilliant 
answers. You're Thanks, done. gents. Lovely to share. Oh, you're going to stay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Ed, oh, for my questions, no, no. I'm enjoying listening to the the general chat and and, and banter, getting a bit of a, a a feel for what it must have been like when you guys were publishing it back in the days. <laughs> We haven't spoken yeah. much about the score yet, have we? No, no, we're, we're, uh, we're going to cover wow. that. We're going to cover that shortly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to that. So, so Goal, you're, you're going to ask a couple of questions. We've mentioned about events, haven't we, already? But, um, but Goal, did yeah, you want to yeah. ask? Yeah, sorry. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm directing this uh, to, to you, Barry. Um, there were big... Uh, anniversary events for the 25th and 30th Tiger uh, anniversary. Uh, celebrities were invited and IPC top brass and former artists and writers and editors. Um, how did that feel inviting, you know, some of the old, the old favourites back and uh, wh where did the events take place and uh, what are your memories of that? I thought it was very important to bring along people who have been but there in the very early days of Roy the Rovers. So I was very pleased that Frank Pepper was there, the first writer, and Derek Burnage, who was the editor of Tiger, which featured, of course, Roy the Rovers in its first issue. So it was good to have them there. And it was good to... And I've got a photograph of David with, with um, Joe Colhoun, the original artist. Yeah, yeah, that's in your book, isn't it? That's in your book, comic book. That's quite historical, that sort of picture. Yeah. Oh, that's my book. Yeah. Hello, book. <laughs> so, so for any, <laughs> list yeah. any, any listeners, yeah, we, we, we're taking ten percent on the podcast for any sales. But, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. There's, there's fantastic photos in there, isn't there, Barry? Of yeah, so it, it was a good event. Just, we had we're all wise. fans. We've all got it. <laughs> we had Ernie Wise there and Jeffrey Boycott, Trevor Francis, Dickie Bird. And, and a few readers as well. And, and David Skew. <laughs> David Skew, yes. <laughs> that was on the, um, we held it on the 29th floor of King's Reach Tower. Oh, wow. Okay. The very top floor, which was the floor that was reserved normally for the directors and the, and the chairman. It was a very, it was a floor you didn't go to very often. So I was quite fortunate that they agreed to my request to hold it on the 29th floor. And uh, it was quite an honour to be there, but that was for the 30th anniversary. Mm -hmm. I think we were there for the 25th as well. But would be fantastic views over London as well, wouldn't it? But because it's right by the River Thames, for people who don't know where King's Reach Tower actually was, just on the South Bank, wasn't it? Yes, Stafford Street, yeah. Beautiful yeah. view of the river from there. It was good for me because. Uh... Waterloo was my station to get to, <laughs> and it was just around the corner. So mm. I remember, remember trying to go by bus, and I, I thought I could walk faster than this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to London traffic. <laughs> but no, fantastic. And uh, of course, this year is the 70th anniversary of issue one of Tiger. Um, are there any any plans in in place um, that we might hear about, or or is there nothing in the pipeline? Because what on that what seventy years since the first issue is just amazing. It's, it's amazing. Yes, but I don't know of anything that's going on. Of course, I'm not involved with uh, either the Rovers or the Tiger Day. It's not my copyright. But uh, it would be nice if something was done for that anniversary. Mm. 
because any anniversary for Roy the Rovers is also an anniversary for Tiger, as he was in the first issue. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Well, we'll always continue doing our best to promote everything, you know, Tiger, Roy the Rovers, uh, you know, Scorer, all of those things. So listeners, listen out for things that we might uh, do some specials for. We are going to do uh, a special episode later on in the year about the 70th anniversary. So, uh, yeah, you would be... Uh, very welcome either of you or one of you to join us for that later in the year. Um, well, you've got to be very careful because um, I'm 80 in April and I... No, only, I can't believe I, it. No, <laughs> never. Yes, sir. And I only oh, you buy, paid, sorry, you paid, me, you paid me 20 quid beforehand. Yeah. You just said, but yeah. Well, Is that good? I don't, I don't buy green bananas and I only buy a calendar <laughs> a month at a time. <laughs> I'm only around 43. Couple is <laughs> it's the second time around. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that David had aged you the other forty-three years there, Barry. <laughs> I bet I helped. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a couple of quick ones uh, just to uh, carry on and touch on score in a second. Um, so, um, this is, I'm looking forward to this answer, uh, Barry. If you were uh, to write a story about David, what would you call it, and what potential plot lines spring to mind? Uh, I would say this is a family show, but we're way past that. <laughs> <laughs> we're all grown ups. Yeah. I think the story would be called Skid Skew. <laughs> the subtitle would be King of the Go Karts. Uh, Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. So, you, you could actually have like a, a talking section. Uh, we mentioned this about 20 episodes ago when David was on before. You could have him doing a section called We Ask You. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that not... reminds me of when someone said, excuse me. I said, you're an imposter. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, uh, listeners, bear with us. I know, I know you've got to go to bed soon, but you know, <laughs> um, David, just yes. a quick question to you, just before I go back to Barry about score. Um, have you ever been drawn by Barry? Do you mean the other yeah, way around? Yeah, I was going to say, have you ever drawn Barry? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, I'd be interested in that as well. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. A few times, but um. Barry's always been a great ideas man. And again, it involves women. And it was Anna Kornikova. He wanted to do a strip about her for me to illustrate it. And it was great because it was full colour, no black line, you know. And um, the the final frame, uh, she was doing an interview um, to do with uh, uh, her job and everything, you know, tennis player. And um, I drew... It asked for uh, a picture, Barry wrote script, a picture of um, uh, the, oh, what's what they call the newspaper people, right? Um, and uh, photographers. So I draw, drew a frame of me uh, holding a camera, Barry, Big Bar, and his son, James. Uh, so ah. I can hook that. Oh, I can wow. hook that out for you sometime if you want. But shame it didn't take off. The, the, they liked it, and Anna Kornikova liked it. But it, yeah, it, it was. Um, it had enormous possibilities because I, yeah. I knew that David could draw her very well, 
And uh, so I wrote the script really for David because I knew he'd illustrated particularly well. It mm. took ages and ages to get an audience with an agent in this country. Mm. And eventually I did. And when he saw the artwork, he, he was really knocked out by it. And he sent it off to America for Anna Kornikova to see. She liked it and her advisors liked it. And they, the agent was going to sell it. But it, it was just at the time she had this major injury and didn't play tennis at all after that. Right. We were oh. really too late with it. Had we gone in with Such it a couple of years earlier, yeah, yeah, it would have been a smash hit as a newspaper strip. But yeah. that, it was, yeah. it was, it was so good. It was really enormous pity that it didn't take off. Well, that's that's actually on your on your website that as well. Yeah, so if, yeah, if people yeah, want to search that out, that's in the. Website. If you go to David's website, it's under the uh, comic strips one, and you can see that. Yeah, I think he yeah. charges for that though. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a, a, a penny a look yeah <laughs> <laughs> i must owe you thousands david <laughs> well, I, uh it's just my bent i suppose um my artistic ability which i'm forever grateful that i got from my mother uh, as a mm -hmm. gift and my great-grandfather was a well-known artist and um it just runs in the family and there was a time where my dad a uh, lovely guy was a welding engineer and he desperately wanted Jim Skew and son welding engineer and I learned all my mechanics and stuff with him and welding um, but mum put her foot down and said no he's going to be an artist and went on to art college etc so forever grateful for that mm. but uh, my natural I, I use the term bent reside, uh, you know advisedly uh, is portraits and nudes and um uh anything to do with flesh really follow <laughs> <laughs> that paul well <laughs> I, I, do you know I, I, all i was gonna say then barry again our respect for you goes through the roof to to make sure that all those characters over the years had clothes on barry that must have been a real tough challenge <laughs> to keep him in check well, it, it was quite the opposite when we did score because Eureka <laughs> appeared well 50 percent naked 80% yes. kid. Yeah. And uh, it's a sort of strip that you couldn't do now, nowadays. But no. uh, sure. I think the mirror got rather worried about it from time to time. Mm. And well, the um, instructions to big, big put more clothes on her. When I first took over, Barry, if I remember rightly, there was a lady um, to do with the mirror that governed it and said, only one nipple per frame and only two per strip well <laughs> we soon put an end to that didn't we <laughs> it did get away with an awful lot uh, well there was strategic places of the uh dialogue balloon <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes i used to write a lot of dialogue just to make sure <laughs> 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 so did you often get did you often get David's artwork and go oh crikey here we go I've got, I've got to get, add some extra dialogue to cover those up <laughs> well I got to the point where I'm just... I put the balloons in so I, I could put them in where I wanted I just I... need to double check did you say one nipple per frame I need to go and get my newspaper yes. collection out of the yeah. cupboard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right okay Barry back to you I know who I'm talking to now. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to Scorer. So, of course, um, 
um, Barry Mitchell uh, original artwork, and then of course uh, John John Gillett. Um, uh, but sadly, of course, David, you had to take over in two thousand and three. What what was it like? Um, if I can direct this to Barry first of all, uh, reuniting after all of those years. Well, it was great because um, I knew that David was interested in the score strip. So when I asked him to take over, very short notice, he had to do a lot of cashing up. Um, I think he was very pleased to take over the story because it I was a combination. I a couple of times, didn't I? And then um, poor old John had a, a stroke and I stood in and then he came back uh, to work for a while, didn't he, before the next one. Um and it was quite in intimidating to take over for John, although he had uh, his was a hard style to to copy initially, uh, before I gradually um, changed it to mine. But yes, such a lovely ideal, guy. It was the ideal combination for you: football and pretty girls. Well, I called it sex and football. If people <laughs> asked me, because <laughs> it was, I said it's a a, a David Beckham type footballer with a girlfriend called Ulrika, which is like Ulrika on um, The Weather Girl, wasn't she? Um, Ulrika Johnson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, um, when, the, when the Mirror first asked me to write it, they said they wanted another Roy the Rovers, but they wanted to update it and have this character, Dave Story, doing things that Roy couldn't do. And he certainly did. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, it was Sorry, more grown up. I was going to say it was more grown up, wasn't it? Well, that's what I was. I was just going to ask. I mean, was that that you know obviously a bit different because obviously Roy was for a, a children's audience, and then this was definitely for an adult's audience. So, did that bring different challenges, or was it something that you actually really relished, Barry? I think it gave us freedom to do things we couldn't do before. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm sorry for Big Bar because Big Bar had to get the whole package, my work, David Pugh's colour work or whoever was doing it at the time, and he had to get it camera ready, am I right, Barry, for the mirror? And that was quite a responsibility. Yes, you know, as well as writing it, I had to produce it and have it, as you say, finished and ready to publish so the mirror didn't have to do anything when they received it. It was there and it was finished. Wow. And uh, on this uh, job, uh, it was six days a week mm. because it comes out on a Saturday as well, you know. Gosh, so, yeah, and it's not producing it at the end of the week. You had to do it on a daily basis. Um, and the thing was that I had uh, David Pugh waiting by his computer to receive it, you know, to mm. colour it in. Yeah. So I sent a copy to David and a copy to Big Bar, uh, and Bar read through it, okayed it, and told David to go ahead and colour it, uh, David Pugh. That is. Mm. So uh, it's quite a project, really. And what? So what were the timeframes on that then, Barry? For yourself, like with with the scripts, what you know, how advanced were you, or you know, was it virtually daily or every couple of days that you were having to? Well, each story lasted thirteen weeks. So I would send the mirror the complete 13-week script for them to approve and then send the whole script on to David hmm. and his cat and his 
waiting for those excuses on scorer. Did, <laughs> did you have many for that as well? <laughs> it was very nice to be able to use computers and the internet to yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can I send it saying... in the middle of the night, so it's yeah. no problem. Yeah. But Barry really liked it. Years. Barry started the Ulrika fan club. Uh, <laughs> and I knew that the start of the new story would be just a full page uh, glamour pick of uh, Ulrika. So I used to look forward to that. That was easy. And the Eureka fan club, and gradually the Eureka fan club became more popular <laughs> than the heroes. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why that was. I can't think why. I can't think no. why. There might have been a few different yeah, reasons. For that, <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> well, one of the things I found out, and Barry told me, was that um, Piers Morgan, who was the editor at the time, was a great fan of Scorer. And um, uh, uh, such a small world type story. I had a good friend um, in Janet in Spain, because uh, I worked from Spain when I was doing it, right? Because um, of the computers, etc. And um, she had to go, as a lot of my friends did, back to England for some reason. And she came back and she said, David, you're not going to believe this. She said, I went to a friend's wedding in Scotland in a castle. And at the reception, there was um, three people at the table were saying, did you see this week? Did you see that? Wasn't it fantastic, was it? And she overheard it and she said, are you talking about Scorer? She said, yeah, we work for the Daily Mirror and uh, on the, um, you know, on the management, um, whatever side. And um, said, it's fantastic. She said, well, I... My best mate back in Spain draws it. His name Davis. <laughs> <laughs> How small is that? You know, how weird is that? <laughs> that's a nice story. I've not heard that one. Yeah. Well, that's number 28 of my story. <laughs> <laughs> story. Um, uh, Barry, um, I, I, I appreciate um, your uh, your. 13th floor conversations that we've had in the past i hope you might consider coming on again in the near future so we can do a bit more of a deep dive into what went on with scream and you know the 13th floor and also much more on dave's story and scorer if if you would be happy to do that yes would be very pleased and, and I just realised that we are live, so I didn't mean to put pressure on you then. But yeah. <laughs> I am, um, yeah. You know from previous conversations how much of a big fan of the thirteenth floor I was. So I would really, really look forward to that if if you're interested. I do have one more question. And go on, then. Right. go for it. This is uh, quite a, a weird one. So on the Roy of the Rovers Facebook group at the moment there's conversations about a rare issue of Roy of the Rover. <laughs> um, so it's the 1980 issue, and it's it's uh, got the hard man on the cover, dated, uh, I think, somewhere in April 1980. Um, lovely. And then someone on eBay uh, came up or someone posted the fact that, hang on a second, I've got that comic, and it says 1979. Hello. So, that means that there was a, a, a print run error. Um, 
it's become a bit of a collector's item. Do you do you, do you remember anything about that? Or, or... No, I don't remember anything about that. Um, it, it reminds me of, of a time when I designed a tiger cover and it was very, very elaborate. So much stuff was on that cover. And in doing so, I forgot about the price. <laughs> <laughs> I had a telephone call from the printer saying we printed 20,000 copies so far, but we just noticed there's no price on it. Do you want us to put a price on? I said, yes, please, can you put a price on the rest? I go down to my editorial director and tell oh. him that I'd missed the price off. Oh, no. And he said to me, that's okay, Barry, but everyone's allowed one mistake in life and you've just made yours. <laughs> you didn't get a letter the next day, though. <laughs> Got a nasty letter the next day. Either way, it could have been brilliant. He could have gone to the shops and everybody paid double because that's how much they were prepared to pay for your uh, your, your workings there, Barry. <laughs> they had to stick up all the copies without a price on the post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sticker on, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I actually know... Something Should just I? came to mind. Um, I know I was supposed to keep quiet, but um, <laughs> you know, you were talking with Barry about the decline on the last one about the decline of comics, etc. Mm, yeah. It's when the money men came in, and that's how we lost Scorer and said, mm. Why are you doing this? That's too much money, whatever. Um, I remember in the 83, 84, something like that. Um, I couldn't find, luckily I had a complimentary uh, Roy the Rover sent to me every week, but I couldn't find any when I was in the newsagent on the shelves on Sunday or Monday. Yeah. And I found out then, I, I was friends with the uh, owner, and he said, we used to, there was a, um, a magazine, a newspaper um, company that supplied, it was called Thunder and Clayton, and it supplied to all the shops and delivered um magazines comics and papers etc but they were on sale or return yeah so they would order 20 copies of roy the rovers and they had 10 people that had ordered it so mm. there would be 10 copies on the shelves for the week and the following friday when the next lot came in if they take them back if yeah. there were any left of any magazines mm. and whatnot yeah and um so he said, now it's you've got to buy them cash, right? Um, so they'd only buy what they'd ordered and two for the shelf. So that helped yeah. with the decline. Yeah. Of, um, yeah. That's, that's interesting because I, I have a memory. Um, we were staying around my, my nan's, my, my, my father's um, uh, parents, and we went to the local uh, news agents and i think i've said this i mean i was more like roy of the the rovers but because i had those and i think my dad sort of were in there and there was tiger on the shelf and we got a copy of tiger and obviously got it home and i and i read it and i, I thoroughly devoured it and then the next day we went up to there and he bought me another copy and because of like it was before those days and they had some still old editions and in about yeah. the space of four days i think i got four weeks worth which i absolutely loved because yeah. it was brilliant but it is it's interesting that as you say that's kind of stopped that from from happening because that was a way 
once something's disappeared from the shelf, I mean, I've, I've mentioned this, and I know it's different publications, but it's just by luck that I stumbled across Champ and other other things. But if you say, if that had been in that way where they only ordered because they knew they were going to sell that much, there's, you know, comics out there that I would never have discovered because they just wouldn't have been on yeah. their shelves and accessible. So Exactly, yeah. As, as an editor, it was very frustrating that we couldn't get copies into the shops. We thought yeah. if the copies were in the shops, people would buy them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I know, I definitely think in, in in that period of time as well would have would have been the case, without a doubt. Without yeah, a doubt talking about the decline, of, talking about the decline of comics. I think the decline of comics started when I left and when David left. Well, exactly. many people have said that, Barry, and you yeah. know, you know, and, and who are we to argue? But absolutely, <laughs> well, certainly not going to argue on that. We've, we've sort of uncovered the, the beginnings of the decline uh, because obviously it's uh, news to Barry that David would get a complimentary issue every week. So that's, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's obviously that's something more with the system. Every week. <laughs> I still got them all. Did we send you a bill each time? <laughs> I send it back, return to sender. I've got, I've got his email address, Barry. It's okay, I'll send it to you. You can, you can invoice him later. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 my questions, and uh, I appreciate you both of your answers. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Okay, so 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 thanks, Gold. Yeah, th that's kind of all all the questions we've got, really, guys, for you for you today. So um, it's a big. Thank uh, it's you. just one one thing I'd like to mention about Scorer. Uh, after it was axed, we thought we were going to do it to the rest of our days. You know? Yeah, and when it got axed and um, the crunch of 2008 2009 by 2012 january remember it vividly they chopped it um and they returned garth from popular demand Garth, excuse me uh so <laughs> um, and um i i said to barry one day i said look this is ideal format to reprint and we can alter a few things uh david Pugh and i um that we can make little booklets 13 uh weeks of um storyline yeah make it um barry you can continue you said um the mirror owns the copyright can you explain that it's, it's very frustrating not owning the copyright for anything i worked on yeah um, it's amazing it's a very frustrating situation yeah i, yeah. I, I find that amazing that so, to, sort of, sorry, just so obviously, did the mirror when the mirror group kind of approached you about this idea? I mean, was it kind of their their idea, and then they came to you to to, to develop it, or but of course, you know, it they they had the rights to it, or yes, there was a contract to sign first of all. Yeah. So that's yeah, yeah. which yeah. outlined it all. Yeah, but it's interesting, you know. I mean, we we sort of joke about it, but I don't think you'll get many arguments. It's very interesting. You sign that contract, and yes, okay, so the Mirror Group hold the rights. But let's face it, you are scorer. You know, if there's no Barry Tomlinson, there's no scorer. Well, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Yes, it, it is frustrating sometimes thinking what you could do with the character. Mm. I think. Yeah. Look at being Ulrika back as a, her own strip yeah. rather than sharing yeah. it with Dave. Mm -hmm. Slightly censored version. <laughs> <laughs>
How many nipples per page was it? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Another idea is we could invite you both back onto episode 652 uh, right. when it all goes into the public domain. And uh, yeah, we can go from there. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, it's been it's been absolutely wonderful having you on um, again and just hearing the stories and hearing you talking to each other. It's been absolutely fantastic. I'm sure our listeners will really enjoy the show when we when we put it out. I mean, just just for listeners, if you you know we do want to kind of stay in touch with the guys, um, David. Your website is David Skew Illustrations. That's www.davidskew.co.uk. Um, so you can see all these pictures on there, including ones around the corner cover and, and, yep. all, all of them on there. I think there's some rabbit ones on there, which I won't go into, but I think we have mentioned it. <laughs> I was going to say, we mentioned it once and I think we got away with it. So. I think we got away with it. Just, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and David, is um, you're on the Royal Rover, Rover, the Rovers um, 40 years after Facebook site, aren't you? Yes. You're, you're regularly yes. on there as well, so people yeah. can correspond with him. Um, and also the great Barry Tomlinson. Barry, you're incredibly active on X, or rather Twitter. Um, love your posts, you know, your you daily posts. And it's your birthday, wasn't it? A couple of days ago, wasn't it? On Friday, wasn't it? So, oh, yeah, sorry, late return. Yeah. I had a wonderful late. response on there. It's, it's so nice that people yeah. remember what we produced. You had hundreds and hundreds of responses to your birthday. It's just wonderful to see the reply. So, yeah, people is at Barry Editor one it's at Barry Editor One, so you can Barry spelled B A double R I E. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Definitely, absolutely. Not the other Happy one. Birthday to you, Scott <laughs> Tomatoes and Steve. <laughs> butter in the gutter. Happy birthday to you. You're only two Delicious. days late. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two days late. Well, that's that's normal for David, well, isn't it? To be late. I was going to say it's, it's, it's earlier than his artwork normally. You know was. <laughs> Don't thank send God. me no nasty letters, though, will you? <laughs> uh, keep I'll taking tell you the what, tablets, Thank, thank you know. God that happy birthday to you is in the public domain, because we haven't got the money, David. So, so, so once once again, it's um, thank you from us. Hopefully, you'll come back on the show again in future episodes. So it's not the, it's not the the final goodbye, but it's been great. So, last words to both yourselves. So, I start I start with you, David. Last words from you? Well, it was just a pleasure to be on the, this programme with Big Bar, my hero. So um, uh, I look forward to perhaps doing it again sometime. And yeah. Barry? Yes, that would be very nice. It would be very nice to come on again with David. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. It's been a nice reunion. And uh, I've seen the beard, and that, that's a <laughs> great experience for me. <laughs> it's to hide the gels, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get the wood anymore, you know. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> stuff. Well, we look forward to the next um the next episode when we'll probably just do an hour of Goon Show impressions, shall we? Yeah. That we maybe we just do that. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. See you soon. Cheers. Bye bye. Thank you. Well, welcome back. That was the interview with Barry and David. Guys, Paul, I'll come to you first. 
what, what, what do you, what do you think of that? Uh, do, do you know what? I thoroughly enjoyed it, and and in all honesty, I I could listen. I just loved at times when they were just talking <laughs> themselves, and they're reminiscing, and I could listen to them, and I yeah, I could just speak to them all night night long. I hope that everybody else enjoyed it as much as me. Uh, and there were insights, but I'm just blown away from the fact that we've just had these two mega names back on our podcast and together. I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. I still can't believe we've just done that interview. Loved every second of it. Great seven goal. Yeah, I mean, I there was a, a, a really touching start, uh, which nearly brought me to tears, to be quite honest. Um, uh, it, it, it's just amazing. I mean, so I'm actually quite speechless, which is <laughs> which is unlike me, and uh, <laughs> it was incredible and just just a joy to be a part of. And weren't they brilliant? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, and yeah, it was, it was touching as you say the way David opened up the show. You know, with those thanks to his hero. Barry. And ours, <laughs> and ours, yeah. yeah com- and obviously, comic hero is obviously the name of as uh, Barry's book, and the way he kept calling him Big Bar, yeah, know, and yeah. I, I don't know if he, he if if he mentioned that on the show or was that before the recording, but he said it because he's about six foot one and Barry's about six foot three, so he three, always that's right. of yeah. called him Big Bar, and yeah, it's it's just you can you can tell the the respect, the mutual respect they've had for nigh on sixty years, really. You know, have yeah. kind of had the, that career off and on. You know, uh, great success at Tiger and and obviously with Roy the Rovers. Really, um, yeah, it was it was great. Just yeah, having them both on. Obviously, listeners can't, but we we see them on the screen, but we could hear them and just talking to each other. And yeah, hopefully we can get them back on again mate, later on in the year. That would be that would be amazing, wouldn't it? I think as yeah. we said, as we said, you know, with the seventieth anniversary of Tiger this year um, and obviously Roy the Rovers being in issue one I think you know we will look forward to promoting that and celebrating that uh, late you know with a future podcast absolutely yeah yeah no great idea let's 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 um, definitely plan to do that great stuff wow okay well next episode it's um there's no Barry there's no David <laughs> yeah but the good news is we'll have Ridders back <laughs> So yeah, that's that is the good news. That's great we're, news. We're, we're missing Ridders and his luscious locks. We've had David and his luscious locks today yes. on the screen, <laughs> yes. um, but we'll have Ridders back next episode. Um, Paul, what are you going to be planning to do? Well, I was going to say that's as, the as good news. <laughs> that's the good news. Ridders is back doing the second part of the the challenge. The bad news is is it's the fifty second part of the hard man Danefield <laughs> United European Cup run. Yeah, but if you remember, we're yeah. we're. <laughs> we're at, I believe, the quarterfinal stage and we're about to embark on the second leg. Remember, Danefield drew nil-nil with FC oh, yeah. Belgian champions, FC Brilla. So hopefully we can keep everyone entertained with that one. Oh, you know what we need to do? A future episode. I know we're recording now, but we need to get you to do a hard man and have Barry on at the same time. We need to just what? do that, don't we? Whilst I'm doing my Victor Boscovich. Yeah, yeah, we never need um, <laughs> But I don't and, think Barry's necessarily going to enjoy me going, guilty, guilty, guilty. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, mean, I know the listeners can't see everyone, but I'm sure 
uh, they've seen the pictures, uh, the, uh, the screenshots of behind the scenes with Doc Cotton and uh, Cameo. Cameo, yeah. And of course, you could do like a photo strip with uh, Tangent Paul playing Victor Boscovich with his uh, <laughs> shiny bonds and uh, yeah, just saying. <laughs> one to explore one to explore one to explore one to explore um yeah so we've got we've got Dangefield Riddles is back um I've got plans to do I've been doing some research on the amount of times Roy race winning goal because wow, we know yes there's quite a few times over the history of the comics Tiger River yep. Roy the Row is it Roy found himself going in goal so yeah, I've been doing a bit of research, so um, I've got a number in my head, and I can t- I'll be, um, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be uh, letting everybody know what I think that number is, and then I can see you... Paul's already there, ready there, thinking, oh, uh, well, I'm already exactly. I think with with hopefully with the listeners that we can play a higher or lower. What do people because <laughs> I can't oh, believe Bruce going to come in <laughs> exactly. I can't believe that you've got this number right. I'm just sure that you've got to have missed one because it's just unbelievable the amount of times it happened. But I'm really looking forward to that oh, actually, Matt. Okay. Good, good. So yeah, maybe we do. And then we've got other other things planned, obviously. In future episodes, so yeah, okay, guys. Well, let's let's do the um, site addresses. So, hang, I'll on, do... hang on. Oh, go on. You can ask me what I'm doing next episode if you like. <laughs> let's do. No, let's just do the site addresses. Um, <laughs> go on, go. What are you doing? I'm hosting. Brilliant. So we we'll look forward well to that. <laughs> there'll be no. There'll be no impressions though, will there? No impressions. There'll be no impressions. Uh, no, none at all. I promise you, there'll be no impressions. Uh, no theme tunes, nothing at all. Oh, Excellent. I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll so... leave it when I hear it. Exactly. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I know the impressions are awful, but my lawyers will be in touch on Facebook. <laughs> so the site Do you know something? The check's still in the post, Richard. You know, no complaints I'm gonna get from these, us. I'm not going to get these bloody <laughs> site addresses out of it. It kills it. me. <laughs> go, on, go on, then. Okay. Um... I'll do the Facebook sites. So it's yep. Word of Rovers 40 Years On, um, a great site which was created by Ed Taylor, which uh, most, of, most of us are on and David Skew's on. Um, and then we've got the Champ We Are United and Football Picture Story Monthly site as well. So you can find us on there and uh, yeah, contact us on there. Um, Paul, did you want to do the site address? I, can I do, do the Pro Boards? Because I don't know the do Twitter X address. You do, so. you do, you do Pro Boards. And so go, so we might how, come to you for Twitter. Or I might exactly. be doing it. Yeah. So how this little podcast, or shall I say this big podcast, as big Matt pro- mentioned. The number one. It's a the number, number one. one comic. The one and only football comic podcast. The Thank numero you. uno. And the how it all started. The site address is champweareunited.proboards.com. And as we mentioned, every uh, podcast is over 50,000 posts on there. Please take a look. It's an absolutely fantastic resource for all your football comic book knowledge. You can know what. If you want a list on anything to do with Roy the Rovers or Champ, it will be on there. Or Scorer or the 13th floor. There you go. <laughs> This goal buying time before he does the ex address. No, I think I'm going to do it. Goal, shall <laughs> no, I do no, it? No, no, no. It's episode uh, 68, and I don't actually remember ever doing the address. So you can do it, Paul. Thanks. 
No, I'm just <laughs> joking. I'm just joking. Go on, Matt. <laughs> okay. It is at champ underscore R. That's at champ underscore R-A-R-E. So I that's it, guys. Did, I did know that, actually. I've let myself oh, down. Okay. Yeah, you, guys you, you did know it, but you decided not to do it. That's fine. I'll let David so, use that down. I really actually need to sign up to X just to read all the amazing content from Barry Tomlinson that's on there. If nobody's on there, it's worth it just just for that. Just follow Barry Tomlinson, yeah. Barry uh, Editor One. Um, you know, it's, it's it's superb. Okay, guys, it's goodbye time. So um, great episode. Really yeah. enjoyed that. Um, first of all, Paul. Well, do you know what? been looking forward to this for so long it finally got here and all i can say is it didn't disappoint and just yeah brilliant loved every second of it thanks so much to uh, barry and david and go yeah fantastic well, oh, it, 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 a dream come true to ha- have them on the podcast um thank you to both of them we really hope that you all enjoy uh the whole episode and uh, yeah let us know your feedback in the usual places and yeah thanks from me as well from matt yeah look forward to seeing you all hit or yeah you can listen to us all on the next episode episode 69 cheers goodbye